Hi, I'm Renee Miras, and today we're going to be having a little bit of a discussion about Alta Sciences Manufacturing and Analytical Facilities offerings. I'm sitting here with Steve Schweibentz and Ben Reed at a distance. Uh, they're two of the key players at our Harleysville, Pennsylvania facility. Hi, Steve and Ben. Hi, how you doing? Good afternoon. Thanks for having us today. Awesome. Looking forward to it. So my understanding that is in 2008, the two of you, as well as another partner, started Alliance Contract Pharma, which is now part of Alta Sciences. Can you tell us a little bit about that process, the need that you saw in the marketplace, and also how you put together the highly skilled team to deliver the services you have now? Certainly. And, and the concept, you know, it probably started a few years prior to 2008, um, where we noticed that this industry was really underserviced. Um, we saw a real niche, uh, a value that we could bring to the industry. So uh, the, the three of us really started to get together and kind of put some ideals around how we can do this. Um, it came to fruition in 2008 uh, when we actually took over the building. And we started with, with myself in charge of manufacturing. I was in analytical and Sean really headed up the quality side of things. So it was really neat because um, if you think about a CDMO, that's the three main areas. Uh, you manufacture a product, you test the product, and then you release the product. Um, so our clients really had three vested owners in each of the areas, um, really champions that really carry their product through. So we had that base. Um, and the next thing you can see, we have Dennis Abagio, Vice President of Business Development. We added him a few years later. Um, but what we decided to do and what we really pride ourselves in is really going out and finding the right labor force. You know, it, it's not just finding guys that can learn a tablet press. So though that is needed and that is important, um, we wanted to find highly skilled labor, you know, that really were vested in the company, in the product that they were making for the clients. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of products that we run here are high risk or high skilled re required. Um, so you can't just have somebody that really doesn't have ownership in the company. I think we've done a really good job at building a team of the right individuals across all the boards. Um, and then taking it one step further and identifying the need maybe six months prior to we actually need another person, bringing them in early and spending six months with them, just training them, getting them up to speed before they're allowed to actually be running around in analytical or in manufacturing. Yeah, one of the concepts we like to use here is a kind of a weekly meeting with our clients to track their projects. And in that, uh, it's not just PMs that are involved. It is the management team that's involved heavily involved in all of those meetings. The other concept we like to push too is um, for our clients to reach out and not uh, talk to us, but actually talk directly to the folks that are involved in the lab or in the manufacturing, you know, developing a batch record, working on a method. There doesn't need to be that in between where like we encourage that direct contact. And that seems to have been very successful. Yeah, I would agree with that. We've gotten really good feedback from our clients that they're actually talking with the analyst who's running the HBLC or the manufacturing guy was actually manufacturing his capsule um, when there was a problem, you know, and it's not two steps removed, it's actually talking to the person on the floor. So we do encourage our clients to come in as another different key concept and, and be involved in the process, see the process. So if there is an issue, they, we can react quickly to that and have them here. And they really have seemed to respond to that as well. Yeah, I mean, I remember clients, we, we would have a process, a, a major process like the viscosity of a suspension was too great to fill in a capsule. And we had the problem and we called the client up and they've been making this for clinical studies for about six years. And when we told them, they said, well, we've never heard this before. None of our other CMOs have ever told us this. So it does definitely differentiate us. Yep. It sounds like you have a very involved and passionate team. Uh, what, yeah. what would you say are the real core competencies that you guys are bringing to the market? 
Certainly. So on the manufacturing side, um, I, I think we do very well in formulation and product development. Um, we've had enough projects here where we're, we're given a branded drug and they say reverse formulate this. Maybe it's a soft gel that we have to reverse formulate into a hard shell capsule um, or we've had it with suspensions and liquids. Um, so starting on early in the process for our clients, especially for those small or virtual clients, um, that, that is definitely a, a key thing that they look for us. Um, and then the multiple different dosage capabilities, which we'll get into further on in the slides. Another thing that really separates us in the industry is we've built a unique room here at Alliance. Um, it's a highly potent compound handling room that also has ISO 7 manufacturing capabilities. So it's one room, dual purpose. The ISO 7 differentiates us because we're able to handle products that require terminal sterilization after they leave our facility. Uh, so it gives clients a different route than just going straight down the aseptic products route, which is a very expensive route. If their molecule can withstand um, terminal sterilization, they're able to make it in our ISO 7 suite and then get it sterilized afterwards. Um, and then the, just the broad picture, the clinical supply, manufacturing, and packaging, all phases of clinical. Um, we we uh, make manufacturing and we do the packaging. And then as it gets larger into the commercial manufacturing, we'll manage the product for them if they require that, uh, but we'll typically outsource the packaging. Yeah, and just another key concept there, um, what we like to do is have our clients start early on phase one, and we like to make sure that they stick with us. And so there, there's a lot of times where we didn't have the right equipment to scale up and things, well, we go out and aggressively get that for them. Um, and we've got compliments from our clients. A lot of times, um, you know, a lot of these CMOs will have you, the client, go out and be responsible for buying that. We've been aggressive and stayed ahead of that and put equipment in place so that there is really no reason for them to leave once they get here. <laughs> so we like to move that forward and, and, and make that available for them. That's a good point. Uh, along with the manufacturing, we like to provide a full service here. So um, one of the first things we do is jump into uh, development of methods and validate, have that capability to do that for our clients. Um, and then we also be able to, to handle the quality release part as well as the stability section on the tail end. So that's available here as well as uh, the, you can do the GMP storage. Steve, you brought up a good point before, and, and um, it's really one of our strong core competencies here is our employees. You know, and our employees, they aren't just required to do one or two things, nor do they want to do one or two things. And you brought up the example about sourcing equipment. Um, it's true on the analytical and manufacturing side that when we go out and look for a piece of equipment, it's not just one or two employees that are in charge of that. It's really all the manufacturing guys, all the analytical people have actually gone out and sourced equipment. Um, what that does and the benefit that gives you is they're the ones that are sourcing the equipment um, and then they could qualify the piece of equipment. So they bring it in-house, they'll write the standard operating procedures, they'll get the piece of equipment calibrated and they will personally qualify it if it's the installation qualification, the operational qualification, all the way to the performance qualification. Um, and then they'll be the ones responsible for not only running it, but setting it up and tearing it down. We've seen that benefit if something does go wrong in manufacturing. The employees have the capability then to troubleshoot on their own to come up with a quick solution to ensure that the product continues. So a question around regulations and inspections. I know that the pharmaceutical R&D field is quite highly regulated. Is there a similar type of environment for the manufacturing and analytical facilities? Yeah, there, there's, there certainly is. Uh, we're governed by the FDA here in the United States. Um, and you can see our, our track record here um, going back to 2011, we've been inspected multiple times from the FDA. Um, very important to us is quality first. Um, with all those inspections, we were found acceptable um, for the different inspections. 
Um, no 483s, which is a major keyword in our industry. Um, really, we have a pristine and clean record, and that's the way we're going to keep it moving forward. And, and not mentioned there is the uh, DEA schedule that we have in place as well. So we have a uh, schedule one through five, both in the manufacturing and analytical section. Uh, and they're, you know, we've been put, be able to put those to use as well for our clients. Is there a different regulatory environment that involves the EMEA? Great question, there is. It's actually the next slide here. Um, so you can see here that we've been inspected from the European QP, qualified personnel. Um, I believe six times at this point, dating back to 2013. Same thing here, same guidances. Um, there's slight nuances between the United States and the European, um, but the same mindset here is no criticals, no majors. Our site was approved for each of the indications where a client um, had a QP come in and inspect us. That's great. So I understand the facility is about 30,000 square feet. Can you give us a little breakdown of the different departments, the different types of activities you have, and, and maybe how you secure the different areas physically? Certainly, and, and it's kind of funny because when we first started looking for a building, um, this building and the building behind us, uh, the landlord wanted to sell it as one parcel. It was one parcel for the township. A little bit oversized for, for four guys starting up a company. So we just settled on the first one, which is the 30,000 square foot building. Um, so in the beginning, a lot of the feedback we got was essentially you guys are crazy being able to manage a 30,000 square foot building with only four of you. You flash forward 12 years, Steve. And yeah, and now, I mean, we're, we're filled with the gills and we now just have recently acquired the building behind us, another 34,000 square feet, which in uh, 2021, we'll be looking to uh, move into and kind of expand our services. Nice. So what we started with originally back in 2008 was an analytical lab. Uh, back then, it was about 2,500 square feet. It's grown a little bit. Um, we've added a formulation lab throughout the years. It's about 1,500 square feet. GMP manufacturing, the original one we started with, about 3,500 square feet, four different GMP manufacturing suites within that area. Um, and then in 2015, we added an ISO 7, ISO 8 manufacturing suite that's segregated from the other area uh, because it can handle high-potency products. Um, the remainder of the building is split up between GMP warehouse, um, and different offices as you, as you walk around the building. Uh, we utilize Reese for a building monitoring system. Um, so all the stability chambers, all the GMP manufacturing areas, um, they're all monitored 24 seven. So we get real time notification if anything goes outside of the specified limits. Obviously this is very important for our clients that have stability programs and set down in different chambers. Uh, on top of that, we actually have backup facility generators. Uh, so we have multiple generators. And so all of the important, the cold storage, the stability chambers, um, and then key um, servers for um, IT, analytical equipment, and manufacturing equipment are backed up on the generator. And you have access control for your narcotic areas, I would imagine. That's correct. We, we have, um, what is it, three, there's three walk-in save, or um, three kitchen saves mm -hmm. uh, back there, as well as a um, schedule three through four pallet, the four pallet position cage that's available. Um, with room to expand, we, you know, right now we are, working with several clients, um, and as their projects grow, we're, we're looking to expand with them. That's the unique opportunity we feel with, you know, essentially doubling our size. Um, we, we've designated some areas that we want to hit up first back there, like adding an additional warehouse. Um, but secondary to that is additional manufacturing suites, maybe some GLP suites for our clients, some more formulation development work. Um, it's a clean slate, it's a clean palette in the building behind us, so we're pretty excited about uh, what we can use that for to further um, all the sciences. Hmm. As well, we have some clients that are in the phase three 
area looking to commercialize. So they're very uh, anxious to get back there. They're work we have an engineering firm who's dealing with us now to kind of develop and lay out some areas for them to look to uh, manufacture their products from a commercial standpoint. That's great. So that's a lot of activities you've got going on. So I guess all of this has been expanding over time. Yes, that's right. And this slide kind of captures it well with what Steve was saying about our commercial products. Um, we're really set up well here at Alliance to be able to handle formulation development very early on um, products all the way through transferring in commercial products. So this lists some of the commercial products that we've launched out of this building uh, going back in 2012 with a gelatin band on a capsule for two years uh, with HPMC banded capsules. Um, Everescent blend, our site was approved in 2015. And then this RX liquid fill capsule, that's, that's using um, essentially a candle wax. It's using high molecular weight pegs. Um, and suspending API in this mixture and an elevated temperature you're filling into the capsule. So um, it's a very high demand intellectual process that you have to pay close attention to. We have a, a good amount of clients in this liquid filled space. Um, and I'm not sure if you know, we can go on to the next slide there. It talks about some more of our commercial products. Steve, I'll let you handle the milling. Yeah, so early on in our career, we had some experience with some nano milling. We've been able to, to reach out and capture some of those old clients and bring them in-house with our expertise um, and get into the nano milling. So we've really been able to, you know, our expansions have been around that, uh, not only in the manufacturing area, but also the lab. You know, we've grown in size in the lab by adding, adding a lot of um, nano milling, the particle sizing equipment to measure all this as we grow. Um, one of our first commercial products actually out of the building here has been a nano milling project. So, and, and we're in the midst of uh, manufacturing that this week. So, um, Ben, you could talk about the medical cup. Yeah, certainly. And another one of our niches here um, was a smaller client for us, but they came to us with a problem with a medical device blister cup. Um, essentially, it was a very low fill into a blister cup. And the place they were making it at prior to us had about 60% reject. So the challenge to us was being able to control particle size that we were not allowed to mill the particle size, uh, being able to actually dose into a cup. Um, we achieved that in about a six-month time frame for them, revalidate for them, and we're currently in commercial production for that client. And then finally, is another example of another liquid-filled capsule that we just went through validation uh, first quarter of this year. A great segue here is this cost-effective scale-up equipment that we put into Alliance. Um, nano milling is a good example of what we've done here. So we're able to start that in our formulations lab for our clients. Very minimal cost. We use a high media load in a pot with a high agitation mixer to achieve the same results that you would get using a piece of equipment in manufacturing that's a couple hundred thousand dollars. And what we've done is be able to scale that um, from the formulations into a very small Nesh mill, a two-liter all the way up to a 10 liter mesh mill that's owned by one of our clients. It just gives our clients the different choices as they scale, trying to alleviate the scaling burden because it can be a very cost, um, high cost process for them to figure out how to scale from a small size proof of concept into a commercial size. Mm -hmm. um, so along the way here, we have all the clinical supply manufacturing, all phases of clinical we're able to handle for our clients. And early on in the projects, we like handling the packaging for our clients. To really give them that one-stop shop sense that they come here and when they leave here they get a finished full product in a bottle blister cup uh, whatever that may require talking about some of our different dosage solutions on the semi-solid side we've mentioned it a few times but liquid filled hard shell capsules and for what you may not understand what that is you take this wax or this paste it's either a semi-solid it's a hot melt or just a straight liquid and you fill into a two-piece hard shell capsule that's either gelatin or hpmc 
Uh, once that capsule is closed shut, you have to put a band around it um, between the capsule, between the cap and the body junction so it does not leak. And then we'll move that to 100% weight inspection. Um, having the range of kettles, which currently our kettles range between five liters and 2,000 liters, uh, with many different sizes in between, that allowed us to do a lot of work in the creams and gels. Uh, that's a lot of high viscosity products also. So uh, we have the same kettles we utilize for liquid fill, we can utilize for the creams and gels. Um, for the dosage format for that, uh, our clients typically go into bottles or vials, and we have a few clients going into tubes currently. Liquid suspensions will be the same thing, the same type of kettles. And then moving on to the dosage solutions for the solid side, uh, powder fill capsules, over encapsulation, weight inspection, pretty much your standard format for, for um, solid dose manufacturing. We do have uh, bin blending here. Again, we tried to scale it correctly, so we have bins uh, from five liters all the way up to 400 liters, and then we perform tray drying in, in large ovens for our clients. So Steve, can you give us a little bit of detail on the analytical labs and the, the activities that take place there, which I imagine are related to the manufacturing, but also distinct? Yeah, we work hand in hand with the manufacturing group um, to be able to provide that quick turnaround service. Um, some of the first things that happen when a project gets signed is of course all the materials come in. So we do some of the release testing, but we also have the ability to manage and send out with our um, subcontractors to get that USP and EP testing done. Um, probably the next thing that, that jumps up on the list is uh, the method development or qualification or validation work that needs to get done in the lab to be able to support and support the release testing of the products once they're made. So a lot of what we do right away is get the cleaning method validation done which frees Ben up to then get back there and start manufacturing right away. And then we'll follow up with the product validation after that. Some of the, some of the testing that we can do here is uh, the Agilent uh, HPLC, HPLCs we have in place, as well as the UPLCs. Uh, we have the DISO testing. We have uh, Carl Fisher for moisture uh, with our gels and creams and products. We also have viscosity testing that we can do that. And then a large part of, of what we do here is also is the particle size analyzer with all our nano products. In that next slide, if we go to that, um, is there another slide? Uh, so yes, yeah, as, as part of the testing, then the, the last thing that usually gets done is uh, we also can provide stability testing. So we do have all the ICH stability testing available as well as cold storage, uh, you know, five degrees through minus 80. That's the end of our discussion on the manufacturing and analytical services activities that happen with Alta Sciences. The uh, facility is located in Harleysville, Pennsylvania, and on the screen you can see all the other locations for Alta Sciences, the clinical, the bioanalysis, the preclinical facility. If we can help you in any way, contact information is there. Please reach out. Thank you. Great. Thanks, Renee. Thank you. Thank you, Bye -bye. guys.